shit. Like I learned, I learned that from my brothers. Like he would have two, he had two phones, and both of them joints was like vibrating. Eh, 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 eh. I got two. <laughs> <laughs> Word. One for my wife and one for the hoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we live from the kitchen with my man Kelly Lowe. Yes, sir. We haven't seen each other in a minute. Um, we met inside a hand-tall barbershop uh, local, you know, and we've been good friends ever since. We worked on many projects uh, going from photography to i believe we did some video pro no did video? we we did do video projects yes i was there for many performances also um you know and we we kept in contact you know since then so we we here at the live from the offset podcast we just gonna catch up you know what i mean and let you guys listen in that's it what's up kelly how you doing bro man i'm doing good right now how you doing yeah. big switch hey we in here bro we in here. glad to have you man for real I mean, I'm glad to be here. It's a it's a come up, man. I see yeah. you on the podcast, man. Hey, you a jack of many trades, man. Hey, man. Hey, always been like that. I don't know why. I think it's the ADD I have or something, man. I can't like seem to take it easy, but you know, this is this has actually been. I was talking about this since the barbershop, which is crazy. I just the other day I had this uh this this like it was like an epiphany. It gave me goosebumps. You know those moments that give you those goosebumps, right, man. Right. Right. So I was in the gym and I was already done with my workout and I seen my boy Ricky and I used to cut Ricky's hair and he, one of the things he brought up, but he asked me about my son, you know, we got the small talk out of the way he asked me, he was like, did you start your podcast yet? Okay. I hadn't seen Ricky in two years. It was like, I had, yo, that, that, that was just so crazy that I hadn't seen him in so long and he's over there like, yo, you know, he's, he brought it up. Right. He brought it up, and I I was so shocked, man. It was ridiculous. Like that was that was that before the first. I'm measuring my life in quarters now. I want to change the subject on you, but nah, nah, nah. Go you ahead. know, there's four quarters in the year. You got to treat every quarter like it's the fourth quarter, right? Just like I don't really play any sports. I just lift weights. But in any sport, the fourth quarter is that last opportunity you got to make as make as much of an impact as possible. And I, since I started measuring my life in quarters, one of the goals I had for the first quarter was to get my podcast started before the first quarter ended. And at that same time, I seen Ricky at the gym, which was just like the last straw, like, boom, go through. Yeah, and that's nothing but God, man. Yeah. That, that's God talking to you. Because I remember when you were starting out with the blogs. So mm-hmm. this is like a natural progression from the blogs. It's a, it's a little more personal. People yeah. can hear your voice. I mean, Indeed. just like you have your literary voice when you're, you know, you're writing a blog, but... This is this is better, man. This is this is the next evolution. We are gonna have to get some some for real video. Yeah, on yeah, next, man. Get some video in here, man. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I I definitely plan on doing that. I'm a big fan of Joe of the Joe Rogan podcast, and what okay. he what he has is um I listened to over 200 episodes of his joint. He has like a TriCaster. It's like a three camera thing, and they're all streaming to streaming to live YouTube. I believe he's live on Facebook. I'm not sure if he's periscoping, but um or meerkatting. <laughs> These are, all We're, these are all verbs. These are all verbs now. <laughs> but um, he definitely uploads somewhere. So like, you can just go ahead and click live. He'll tweet it when he's about to go live. You click on the live link and you can actually watch him. If you don't get it, you get it on the podcast. You can actually listen to it later. So definitely plans for that in the future. I think where where the podcast will be set up two months from now. This is the live from the kitchen series, by the way. But when when we change up, the it's gonna be a completely different setup. It's probably gonna be a lot more comfortable, um, you know, and less noisy. If anything, right now we don't hear anything, but that fridge in the background is still bothering the shit out of me. Hey, hey, this is live from the kitchen. If you can't yeah. take the heat, get your ass out. Get out. Of the kitchen. Get out. Word, <laughs> word. 
Hey, man, so tell the people what you up to, man. Tell the people what you're doing, bro. Well, I'm Kelly Lowe. I'm a yes. singer-songwriter. Um, you know, I used to actually, like we said, we met at Hand Talk. That was the barbershop. Yeah. And uh, what I liked about the barbershop was, if you're familiar with Baltimore, um, it was Eastern Avenue. We actually call it Greek Town, but the crazy part about Greek Town is it's actually a mix of people. It's, it's white people, yeah. black people, Hispanic people, everybody. and it's kind of like where everybody meet. So... Um, you know, I came into the barbershop, you know, this young black guy, I'm in here with a bunch of Dominican guys, and like <laughs> half of these guys don't even speak English. We we blowing, you know, they they blowing the the, the soca and the, and the uh, bachata, yeah, the bachata, yeah, you know, bachata out the window on one side and this hip hop on the other. And it, it was such a melting pot, man. Indeed. It was like everybody would bring their music down. I remember going to Delwyn. Delwyn owned the spot yeah. for them. Um, Delwyn had a party. It's down at Club One. Yeah. And things like that. And um, it was really um, like a mind opener for me because I was kind of more used to doing what I was doing, which was mostly R&B, hip hop. Yeah. Um, I got opened up to see some of the differences in our culture as far as being like black Americans to yeah. Dominicans, which are basically, you know, black South Americans yeah, we, exactly. and uh, or Central Americans. And um, it, it was so much that was the same. You know, a lot of our clothes that flow, the swag was the same. It was, yeah. it was like a different language, but the, the rhythms, it had the same vibe, the same family. You yeah. see the same thing. Um, so coming out of that barbershop, man, it was like any other barbershop. You know, you watch these movies, people in there, you know, talking shit, swallowing spit. Indeed. You know, um, and I really enjoyed that. And matter of fact, what was kind of crazy is uh, I used to think about everybody that could cut, man, but it was like Seinfeld. It was like, you had to go to your guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and what happened, your guy would leave because people would come and go. Right. So your guy go for a while and you'd be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to a different guy for a while. Yeah. And then your guy come back and then you don't know what to do. Like, well, wait a minute, I'm, man. I'm, I was with this guy and then should I go back to the you other? Know, yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was rolling with this guy for like six months. You know, now you back. Now I don't know how to do it. And um, but yo, it was it was a great experience, a really cool place. Matter of yeah. fact, shout out to Delwin, man. I, I've shout out seen to you Delwin. here and there. I ain't seen you in a while, but shout out to Delwin Hand Talk. Yeah. But um, back to me. We're basically um, I'm working, man. We got a single out. It's called uh, You Heard Me. Okay. Uh, it's produced by my homie Flight Boy. Flight Boy has worked with Wale, uh, Johnny Lang. Um, he's worked with a, a lot of a lot of artists. Um, basically, right up. now it's independent. Okay. Um, we've been playing it on DTLR Radio. Um, it, it, that's downtown locker room, which is yeah, actually for those a, who don't know, yeah, a chain of uh, of uh, sportswear, streetwear, and um, that's Baltimore's very own, too, Baltimore's right? Very own, actually, okay. the DMV, the DMV. Um, okay, yeah, so basically, you get that in uh, Maryland, Virginia, Delaware, uh, probably Southern PA too, and uh, basically, it's going to be physically distributed through there as well. And uh, I've just been doing a lot of shows, man. There you go, a lot of shows. Oh, lately. Glad to hear that. Did Vote Fest 2015 at Coppin State, so um. That was a lot of our mayoral candidates, uh, Sheila Dixon, Miss um, Pugh, who ended up winning. Okay. Um, that was actually a pretty cool experience because it was a very big venue. <laughs> it's a yeah. really big gym. Like, it's it's a D1 or D2 school. So, it was a really big gym. Uh, I was probably one of the only singers there. And what's crazy is every, every time I tell people I do music and they I say I sing, they're like, uh. you rap? Then you rap, right, right. That's the first thing people start thinking about. They'll be like, no, I sing. They'll uh, be like, oh, you rap? Like, no, bro, no. I sing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you guys are rare. You guys are rare. You have to admit it. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you might get a, a good amount of people who, who sing, but nobody, you know what I mean? Like, we'll hear about them. There's a lot more rappers commercially than there are singers. At this point, yeah. Right. 
And um, well, with with a younger crowd, and, and I think um, that's kind of part of the mission right now. I really grew up in an era where both of those things were popping, and where they both kind of got um, grew together um, into a form of you know hip hop and R and B. And really, my concern right now is I don't feel there's enough emotion in the music. It's it's a lot of okay. It's cool to party, you know. What I'm I saying? agree. But, I and agree. even even the street tales, that's cool. But what I'm noticing is yo. Know, you know, people ain't even like mad anymore. No, there's man. not even a certain amount of rage with the street thing. It's like everybody's really numbed up off zannies and syrup. And I agree, I agree. Where where are the real lyrics? That's always my bit. That's always been my question. Where are the real lyrics? And where's the emotion in the music? Where's the point where I can feel it and not necessarily dance about my head to it? Right, and I'm cool with that. I like to dance. I want to party. I got party songs. The single okay. you heard me is a party song. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, where does your life, you know, cause the art to imitate it? You know, people okay. always say life imitates art, but I'm like, at a certain point, well, are you really living like this? You know, every day you're in the club, you're emotionless. You know, you you got all these chicks you, you don't love one. <laughs> you know right. I mean? So um, a lot of this, um, the whole project is an EP it's it's uh seven songs okay um it's called street pop and the vibe is simply this i call it street pop because um i think it's just a euphemism for soul music it's taking things that are part of the street culture you know the clothes uh the language the slang you know hip-hop itself the things that we that we know about urban um but also i wanted to take it to a broader level a pop level i want it to be something that easily resonates in your head and your emotions you know okay. what i mean so that will make it popular so we're gonna make the street pop there we go ah, i like that i like that hey well, when is this release yet or the release is um actually right now we're really pushing the single okay um we'll probably release the whole thing um probably towards the fall but the single is right now it's um actually free right now i mean you can listen to it um you can either check out my page um i am kelly low that's on uh, IG. You can click the link. It'll take you to a SoundCloud by okay. the same name. Um, pretty much you, anything. I am Kelly Low at at uh, IG, Facebook, Twitter, um, Snap, everything. You're gonna find me there. We're gonna have all the links on the show notes for everybody who's listening. You don't have to remember it. We're gonna have it right in for you to just straight click on it, take you straight there, get you linked up. I like that, man. I like I like I like what you're doing. I always like what you're doing. I mean, th- I. W- I don't believe we ever got to collaborate when I was actually making music. Did you know you? what I mean? We did. We, we I did gave you one. one. Yes, we did one. Yeah. And I never rec- did. I rec- no, I did. I don't think I, we did. I, I wait. No, wait. Hold on. Hold on a second, man. This is bringing back memories. Remember, guys, we we over here catching up, so we haven't speaking to each other. We haven't right. spoken to each other in a while, so we catching <laughs> up on things. But um, I did go to you got. It was on Hollabird. Yeah, we had the studio. You had the studio on Hollabird, and I bit, and I went and I recorded a verse. I I don't remember. I was going after somebody. I forgot who it was, but I'm not sure if it was that same track. Nah, I gave you one that my man Cody Valentine made. Um, matter of fact, shout out to Cody Valentine, mm. his band, all the best kids out there in DC. Uh huh. Um, and it was one of those things where I had had it for a minute and I didn't really know what to do with it. So I was like, well, let's try this out and. It was a scheduled thing, man. It's just... It was. You know what I mean? You was lifting weights and cutting hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Selling CDs out the back of the trunk. No. You know, you know. 
<laughs> getting into everything. Oh, man. But if I'm not mistaken, I remember I wrote my verse to that, and that could still be possible, and it's never too late. Yo, if you got the track, <laughs> there I don't we think go. I even got the track. But if you got the track, might, we can make that happen. Yeah, I don't throw music out, man. I got like, I got terabytes of information somewhere. So don't worry. So you know, we'll put that we'll put that on my notes. We're going to get it. And then eventually when we have it, we're going to add the link to this show notes on, on this podcast, and we're going to let the people hear it. Because you know what? I haven't been inspired necessarily to continue the music. I'm not sure if the changing culture, because I came from I came from the Brooklyn hip hop and the real lyrics and the 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 straight 60 bars with no hook. You know what I mean? That's where I came from, and that's why I enjoy. That's why I love Joe Button so much, and you know what I mean. It's it, a lot of other artists, but that's that's what attracted me the most. And when I came to Hand Talk Studios, it didn't hinder, it didn't hinder that at all, but it just made my mind go in a different direction, which I might not have been ready for. You know what I mean? Because I was, I didn't know nothing about Spanish culture. For those who know me, I'm from Brooklyn my whole life where I came here and my first, not my necessarily my first Dominican friends because my, my entire family is Dominican. Right, right. But my, my social circle had no Dominicans in it. So me coming here and meeting Dominicans, shout out to all my Dominicans, by the way. I love y'all. So I hate some of y'all. You know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay but you know what i mean it's it was an it was an entire different uh twist to it and you like you said the melting pot from the barbershop you know what yeah, i mean yeah. that's what it was to me i'm like whoa okay you know although new york is very diverse and i definitely knew dominicans it wasn't the same man it was not the same to come into an entire culture which was fully dominican inside those four walls in the shop all day long and you were in bk so yeah i mean it's a lot of puerto ricans it's not a lot of like like you need to be able to like washington heights i'm from yeah you got to go to washington heights to catch a lot of the spanish culture spanish harlem um dykeman you know you got the lower east side also which has a large hispanic population you have uh nicobaca in brooklyn some of bushwick I mean, I can go. I can name many hoods, but the thing is, I'm from. I was from the projects. I'm from Louis Armstrong projects. Like, okay. no Spanish people lived in my building. What is that? Is that East New York? Is that Flatbush? That's Bats Foot, Bedford Stuyvesant. Okay, I used to live. I'm from Baltimore, but I used to live in Crown Heights. Okay, that's that's your neighboring. Yeah. You're right there. So. I lived in Crown Heights for probably like five years. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you know exactly where I'm coming oh, from. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. You know. We used to be out there in Albany Projects playing ball in St. John's Park, all that shit. Ah, uh, there you go. I'm from. We got Louis Armstrong. We got uh, Roosevelt Projects, Tompkins Projects, some of the houses. That's what I was around. Uh, Marcy houses. Can't right. forget Marcy. My my grandfather owns uh, a barbershop on Myrtle. On Myrtle. Oh wow, right that's there right in Fort there. Green. That's right there. Yeah, exactly. That's a family barbershop. We still got that. Ah, man. We gotta hey, we should step down there and do a oh, podcast in there one we day, man. To. What? The Brooklyn barbershop? That'll be amazing. We got to. That's what's up. I remember going to the chicken spot right there across the street from Marcy. It was on uh Myrtle and Willoughby. And you still see uh Jay Z's pictures with the owners. Cause that's Jay Z's hood. That's where he's from. Marcy Project. It was almost only nine blocks away from where I used to live. Right. So now you see the culture I'm coming from my whole life. You know what I mean? Coming to Highland Town, Baltimore. You know what I mean? It's a whole different world. Different world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, nobody take offense to that. I said that a weird way, but, you know, it's different. It's different. You're coming from the big city to Baltimore, you know. What me and my brother were talking about the other day was there's a lot of um, artists and, 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 and big people like Tupac. Like, um, there was a lot of people that went from New York, passed through Baltimore, and then blew up. It was like they had to they had to make that journey. Well, when you say Tupac, one of my mentors, yeah, his name is Darren Bassfield. He went to school with Pac. 
Okay. Uh, at Baltimore School of the Arts. He actually wrote a book. It's called Back in the Day, My Life and Times with uh, Tupac Shakur. Uh, um, it got, it was nationally released. Acclaimed, yeah. Yeah, okay. and he's an actual artist. Like, he's a painter. Okay. So, um, a lot of his art um, has made its way into, like, um, big shows like uh, Ilyasa Shabazz. That's Malcolm X's daughter. Okay. Um, I remember we got to meet her through the book. And um, he had a painting that he made to kind of go along with it. It was yeah. called Shakur Spear. So, okay. I'm sure you've seen, like, they, there's this one. I can't describe it really in my head, but they... They show you a picture of uh, Shakespeare a lot of times. It's this particular painting they show you. So what he did was he kind of remixed that painting. He made Pac in this very Shakespearean outfit okay. to look like that same picture, but it's Pac. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It looks like Pac. <laughs> right. And um, it, it actually got him into um, curating. So he's been curating a lot of art for various um, exhibits and collectors and stuff like that. And the funny part was he thought his own art was suffering for doing that like it wasn't he wasn't able to get as much as his stuff out of there doing the curation the way he was right so the funny part was um somebody took a picture of him with the Shakur Spear uh painting and it like sparked his actual art career all over again they actually put it in some book it just came out so now look at that yeah now he's literally um like back up in the New York scene and art and it's crazy he actually he had a really crazy story yeah he told me one time um when Pac was recording Excuse me. When he was filming uh, Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson, okay, um, he wanted to impress Janet. Like it was like going to be her birthday or something. And he was like, "Man, I'm, I'm trying to impress her. Man, I'm trying to get her this gift. But you know, I got bread. I could get her anything. But I want you to like paint her on this horse for me or whatever." Uh. I don't really know what happened in the end. I mean, I think yeah. he, he tried to get to her. I think in the end, it was like towards the end of the filming. And what I heard, like. The cast was really tight during the filming, but then, like, after the filming was over, it was like all the numbers got changed and all that, and, you know, Pac lost his little chance with Janet Jackson. Ah. (laughs) And he was there to to go through all of that. He he went through all of that with him, and then before he came back east, so. Ah. Yeah, a lot of people have come through here. This is like, Baltimore is like the underground railroad of, I feel personally, um, culture art music that's a good way to put it wow it's it's the funnel we're like literally you know everybody's really into the south right now when they say the south they're talking about atlanta or uh, louisiana or miami right um not knowing this is the mason dixon line this is it this is is the bottom of the north this is the top of the south like this is a nexus point that would be more like uh maryland and virginia but i mean primarily baltimore but not including delaware delaware's a little north okay so we're still lower. That's why I didn't say the DMV because I was like, wait, should I include Delaware? Nah, include Delaware. Yeah, well, when they say DMV, what they're really including is DC. DC. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Well, so DC, what a Maryland mistake. <laughs> so, so it's a culture right. like, like everybody's wearing Tims. Okay. Yo, nobody wore Tims till the guys in DC started wearing them back in like eighty nine, ninety. Yeah. Nobody was wearing Tims until DC did that. DC did that first. DC did it first. DC you sure it wasn't like first. New York people going to DC yeah, and it. New York went down there and saw it. Yeah, because um the same okay. way you were saying, you know, like with Jay, one of my um my cousins, being that they were out of Myrtle, used to run with Jay heavy. Yeah, and um you know, I'm Jay has already told the story, so I'm I, I guess I'm not snitching by saying this. But yeah, Jay has some business holdings in Virginia. Okay, and you gotta go I heard, through. I heard DC. those songs. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go through D.C. to get to Virginia. So right, these guys were going to Virginia and hanging and partying in D.C. and spending money in D.C. and um. My cousin was one of those guys that was, he was from New York too. He was from Queens. Okay. And uh, he hooked up with Jay. 
and they were always coming back and forth. There was a point in time where um, the DC hustlers got so mad at New York. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't come through the town with some New York. Kids. I heard. <laughs> I heard. I heard some stories, man. I heard it's going to spark off. Right. They were just like that DC New York. They just didn't get along whatsoever. They, they felt like New York came and took all the money. Uh. So yeah, and some of the bitches too. I heard. Oh, so. yeah, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> You I already heard, know. I heard those stories, man. So yeah, I, but that's over now. So I mean, New York people might still get some hate out there, but it ain't. I don't think it's nah, like that anymore. It, so I think everything. You know what's funny? I think with yeah. social media and and even just before social media, the way it is, I think just um, being able to watch videos, like music videos, yeah, it kind of made us feel like um, more of a. I don't want to say global, but like as far as a national community. Yeah, I might not have ever been to California, but I know y'all ride six fours out there, or you may have never ever been to uh, Louisiana, but you know what I mean. I know what a soldier rag is. You know what I mean. And yeah. this is because I think we've we've gotten through mass communication, the ability to kind of communicate and show what we do. Yes. Whereas before, you might have really had to go there. Now you can kind of like get on your computer and go there. And go there, indeed. I mean, it's never it's never the same experience, but I see exactly what you're saying. It'll connect all of us and connect all these different cultures. And you might end up liking more pictures from the West Coast than people that post up stuff over here. It's something that attracts you, you know, and, and you get to see it because exactly. you get to see it. You know, and we get to interact with all these people from all these different places. And um, that's the beauty of it, man. I mean, at the same time, it, it gives a voice to people who shouldn't have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I love I love that aspect of it. You're very, very right about that. But um, what's what's next for you? What's next on your agenda, man? Like right now, it's um a lot of performing. I'm, I'm actually doing a, a really big show. Um it's called, uh, I keep wanting to call it a passport. It's called Postcard. Yes. And it's going to be at Pier 5 Hotel. That's Eastern Avenue, downtown Baltimore. So that's actually May 1st, this Sunday. If you get a okay. chance, come okay. on through. Um, the, the format of the party is this. It's uh, three rooms. And uh, first room is India. So you you lead the whole crowd, the whole party. You got to follow. Like You don't just get to be in whatever room you want. Okay. You go to India first. We're going to sample Indian delicacies. We're going to have Indian art in the room. There we go. Indian music. Hopefully, we have some bad Indian belly dances. I hope. Uh, you know. Then you move over to, um, uh, it's going to be Paris. So, Paris was basically going to be uh, like the Black Paris movement. Uh, so, okay. it's going to be a lot of like art from that time. Um, that would have been around the time that like Josephine Baker, a lot of jazz musicians were going out there. Quincy Jones went out there. Okay. Um, they actually had a, a ridiculous tour out there. Um, I believe the last room is going to be um, Africa. And then what happens is after you've gone through and tasted and, and, and experienced all the sights and sounds, um, you actually go to party after that. So they're going to turn up. you know. Yeah, and everybody comes together. Yeah. In. Okay. And turn it up. <laughs> uh, but the move really yeah. is um, the video. Okay. So the singles you heard me, we're doing the video Red Maple. You, you got to come. The video is at Red Maple. I'm going to tell you when it is. It's, I love Red like Maple, man. Maple. I haven't been there in a minute. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, um, actually, um, I teamed up with a marketing company. Yeah. Um, they're called the Brate, but that's BR8 Agency. Okay. And um, the CEO, his name is Larry What Up. Larry has been um, instrumental in a lot of things in the city. Um, he was working for uh, Catherine Pugh to help her get in the office. Okay. Um, he's been in um, those movies with Channing Tatum, uh, Step Up. A lot of Step Up movies okay. we've done here in Baltimore. 
You familiar with Los King Los? Yes. Yeah, yes, King absolutely. Los. He was actually on tour with King Los. He was um Los's hype man as like they're really good friends. Okay. So um basically he kind of was uh, Los's street. I'm sorry, his road manager during that time, and he he's always kind of had a little flair for performance. So the crazy part is, you know, this is how social media can help you. Yeah. We were both watching this video. I'm where I'm at. I'm in Boston, matter of fact, at the time. Right. And I'm looking at this video, and um, anybody who knows me, you know, I'm in the R&B. I'm a huge Drew Hill fan. They're right from here in Baltimore. Yeah. So I'm watching it, and they're a little older than me. So it's like you're watching your heroes, and I'm like, man, these guys look kind of bad, though. Like, they sounded good, but, like, the, the stage show just looked kind of... Uh, they didn't have that much kinda, energy. Yeah, kind of shaky. Like, like, it just didn't look right. Okay. So, he leaves on there. They look like they could use some of my choreography. And I was like, man, this guy was thinking kind of the same thing I was thinking. I was like... <laughs> so, I hit him. I'm like, well, you do choreography? I'm like, because um, I'm looking for something to, you know, kind of, like, set my stage show off. Now... Let's 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 not get it twisted. I'm not Chris Breezy with the dance moves. Okay. I used to dance a little bit back in the day, and I felt like I like going to hey, shows. Hey, I didn't know that, man. Yeah. You put me on yeah. right now. Okay. I like when people go to shows and they give you a show. Okay. When you have bought the CD, downloaded the track, you already got that. You know, why would you come right. to a show just to see me give you the same thing you already bought? So I was Indeed. thinking like, man, you know, I would want to have a live band, and maybe for some of these songs, we're going to pull out the dance moves, you know? Yeah. So, um... He got back to me, and uh, when I got back in town, actually, the funny part was he suggested a boutique I should go to in Boston. So I go there, and he really knew the guy. So uh-huh. I said, oh, all right, man, when I come back, when I get back home, I'm, I'm going to check him out. So I hollered at Larry. We met up, and uh, I let him hear some of the music, and um, he was kind of like, you know what? I, I'm really trying to do this thing. Um, I had a situation where you know everything was really going well for me, and then I had some personal things happen where I really wasn't working in the entertainment industry as much but now i'm kind of like back in my loop and uh if you give me a couple you know a little bit of time you know we can work something out so once we teamed up it's kind of just been on from there man like hey shout out to larry yeah shout out to larry (laughs) shout out to the break shout out to sharda k beans uh who else am i forgetting oh hip-hop cleopatra she's the marketing genius Uh and um we sat down and uh, we did a deal. So ever since then, man, things have really just been moving. I mean, I've been with Quicksilver. That's a DJ. Actually, you probably know about Quicksilver no matter where you are. Ciroc Boy, one of uh, Diddy's DJs. Okay. Um, DJ Class, who actually had the song uh, yeah, Patron in My Cup with, uh, right. yeah, with, with Kanye. Um, Paul Gardner, he's um, an entertainment lawyer. Yes, he's I actually represented Outkast and everything. I've seen him at the Patterson Theater. Yeah. 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 So it's it's just to the point where I'm like, rubbing elbows with all these people and you and I were discussing this earlier about yeah. just the grind and how you got to keep moving indeed and it really took a, just being positive and being like man let me put myself out there more and I just started attracting these people and to slowly me. but surely there we go I love those stories. I love those stories because, man, they, they get me hype internally. I'm not even there, but I know that you went through it, and I know you, and I got love for you, and you went through it. Oh, man, even better. So I love I love hearing those things, man. When when these the when I was I actually recorded a, another podcast by myself earlier, and I was speaking a lot about the journey and the process. Gotta love the process. You gotta love the process. That's exactly what I was saying. You have to, to love the process. You gotta cherish the chase as much as the trophy. You can't just be like, I just want the end result tomorrow. 
because what are you doing in between where you at right now and where you know the end goal is or even if there is an end goal that end goal changes every day for people like us who hustling and who moving on a daily basis exactly. that end goal yesterday um you know not yesterday fuck it uh two years ago was to be a full-time photographer it completely changed. We, I mean, we done did 360s and then it went back again and then here we are. You know what I mean? So that angle changed. You got to cherish that process. That process of you speaking to this person and that person told somebody else about you and then slowly but surely you on, you're on social media and you promoting yourself and this entire wave of things just comes together finally. Boom. And then here we are and we moving forward and it feels amazing. So yeah, I love, I love hearing those stories, man. You know, the crazy part was, you know, I just wanted some dance moves. <laughs> you just wanted some dance moves, <laughs> and, right? And uh, and and all that happened. I mean, pretty much, you you definitely gotta respect the grind. Like, if you don't respect your grind, who else is really gonna respect your grind? Indeed, it's people who I will not name right now, uh, in the industry because I've had I've had deals before, and okay. um, what I didn't understand, I was a lot younger, was I was letting everyone kind of do i thought i was letting them advise me by sitting back and let them do their thing and i thought i was doing the right thing accepting the counsel basically okay um not realizing that you can do that and there are times where you're gonna have to do that you're gonna have to work with your team you're gonna have to accept counsel but there's times where you can push that envelope too to the point that you know, I mean, you don't want to necessarily bump heads with, with the people that's on your team, but it's a it's a gut check. It's to see where they're really at. Are uh, they really interested in this yeah. as much as you are? Do they care as much as you are? Naturally, they don't. They don't. You know, and naturally, nobody does. It's yep, yep. Somebody told me this a long time ago. Um, I nobody agree. loves you like you love you. Absolutely. Your mom loves you. Facts. You know, what I mean, your brother loves you. Your friends love you. They're gonna love you whether you make it or not. Right. If we're that's, fortunate enough. That's what I yeah. mean by, and, but what I'm saying in whatever you call making it, yeah. that's what I mean by it's important to you to make it. They right. love you kind of regardless, and that's good to know. Right. But the reality is, is they don't love you like you love you because you got a certain goal of vision for yourself. Indeed. And once you get to that point of really realizing it and seeing what it takes, and I think that's what it took for me. It, it Back in them days, we were in the barbershop and little stuff, you know, we talked about it, but, you know, we, yeah. we was out in the streets a little bit. Right. And and what I wish I had somebody to tell me when I was younger was, it's okay to be broke right now. Your okay. time is at a premium. Mm. Your time is your actual money. Your time is your main resource. Yes. You don't have to spend all the time. We got kids now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. It's but, different when you got kids. Everything right. changed. But, but when we didn't and when, you know, and that's the one thing I do kind of hate about how urban culture is portrayed. Because I feel like when you watch um, more mainstream and, you know, we're going to be real. We say mainstream. I mean, generally, you know, the people, white Americans. Right. Um, but I love watching their videos. When you watch a video from a rock band. They're not flashing jewelry and cars. No. You're seeing like this wild scene. And I'm thinking, when I see these They're scenes, telling the story. Right. This is what they dream about. Right. So then I'm like, if I'm watching Rick Ross, I'm like, well, the chains and these chicks, is that what you dream about? I'm like, I want to dream on a higher level. Right. So a, a lot of times we've, we've gotten into our heads, thanks to this communication, that we're supposed to be rich and driving Maybachs and Porsches. And if we don't, we're nothing. And that is so... 
wrong. That's such a bad message the culture gives out. You know, the culture is a beautiful thing, but at the same time, it's giving out that aura of of drugs, you know, of of sex and um and and of of being wealthy. If you're broke, you ain't shit, and that's cool, right? Because we understand it because we're from the culture. But that's not the message that once we filter it out, that's not the message we're supposed to be getting or receiving. And some people take that to heart, like especially the younger guys. You know what I mean? The, the young, the the young adults. This is it. You know, this is this is what makes them want a Louis bag for their 17th birthday. Uh, why? You know what I mean? And the parents might want to please them because they want it this bad. And this is not anything like, okay, you're going to dirty it. You're going to mess it up. You're not going to take care of it. And two months later, you're not going to care. Uh, that's that that sucks, man. That that I don't like that part of our culture. You know, I wish the culture would. I mean, there's not too many people doing it, but I wish our culture would uh, promote more positive messages, more messages of, yo, let's get out this hood. But see, the thing is, is that you ever wonder why music is free? If you notice, music is free. It's been free forever. It's been free forever. As you long as you have a radio, radio yes. it's free. Music is used to sell things. Music is a billboard. Absolutely. Product placement at its finest. Right. If you don't have anything to sell, if they couldn't sell stuff, music would not be as important as it is commercially. It would still be important culturally. Does this apply to other genres? Everything, man. Um, Watch, watch a movie. Well, yeah, the, of course. Watch, right? watch anything. It's it's selling something to the point of it is even if it isn't blatantly buy this Samsung Galaxy phone. When you see the phone and you don't even know what it is, you just know you saw Samsung on it in a movie or Little Wayne's pouring the champagne on it. You're like, man, I'm gonna go online and like Samsung phone, right? Little Wayne poured champagne on, it. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's gonna come up. Um, it's. It's uh, it's funny because you know. I think we, that's more prominent in hip hop, though, right? I think it, it's all the way around. But the the thing is, with mainstream America is, I mean, we live in a consumer it's, society. It's, it's what you can use to sell with it. So, for instance, um, I believe it was was it Monday Night Football? They had the country singer singing. Was it Monday Night Football? I think so. It's like Faith Hill or something. She's singing the Monday Night Football uh theme whenever it comes on. Okay. And the thing is, is you know, the demographic that watches that is a very wide demographic, but they know, you know what I mean? We've got, you know, that white guy in Nebraska that buys Budweiser watching this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're going to connect with them, you know what I mean? And then whatever it might be. So um, I actually, you know, at one point I worked for Arbitron when I'm and they do the radio ratings. They're actually connected to Nielsen now. Okay. Um, What's so funny is you don't even need this anymore, but they used to make these boxes that... They still do it. They put it on a TV. It's a remote. I remember. I seen. Yeah, you put the code in. Seen a lot of them in the hood. Yeah, and you put the code in, and it's basically going to figure out who was watching it at what times. Uh, every time you log into something now, they want your email. They want your email. They want your contact information. Sometimes, I mean, your phone number. Sometimes even your address. Right. So basically, it's it's like, who are we selling to, and it's kind of what they think they want. Because I'll be real, and without getting too deep. Um, I do believe on a certain level there are yeah. organizations, people in this world that you know, want to see other people not succeed and I, they will feed absolutely. them whatever they want. But at the same time, I think it's a lot easier to swallow to just say it's flat out greed. They have a uh, a product they want to sell and um, 
you know, you got to connect with people to sell the product. You got to do whatever you got to do to sell it. Boom. So, Keep the stakeholders you know, happy. Like, think about it. Mercedes Benz. How often do you see a commercial for one? Um, do you see me? Yeah, I might ask the wrong guy. You might be well, asking. I'll put you generally. Because I don't watch TV at Have all. Have you ever seen a Bentley commercial in your life? No. There's no Bentley commercials. Because they in videos. You don't need to watch it. Right. It's a product that, A, already sells itself to the people who actually have the money for it. For everybody else, it's aspirational. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I love aspiration. I love Aspiration it. is like the birth of inspiration, you know what I mean, driven by perspiration. It's the thing that actually <laughs> makes you want to do something. And right. I'm all for that. It's just, can we aspire to do more? Like Mano. Brooklyn Cat, right? Right. Uh, love that song of his, man. It's, it's been a while since it's been out, but all the above. Yeah, I remember that. When you hear him that talking about album, pretty right. much going from jail and going through these wild things. like He was able to actually tell that story without glorifying it. Right. You know, and the funny part was I actually watched a video of him on stage performing that song, and he like broke down and cried. Wow. Here's this big tough guy, you know, with the yeah. buck 50 scar on his face. Right. And... The emotion of what he was talking about overtook him because he was able to sit there and say, man, I came from nothing. Yeah. And I'm on this stage alive and rocking with you. And that's like where I want to get. That's Giving like you a piece you're of talking me. about your quarter. Your, yeah. your quarter. That's that's where I need the first quarter of my career to be. Boom. Like I'm cool with damn near going to tears on stage, realizing that, you know, two years ago I was damn near dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, like I said, you know, oh, man, we were out there. And it was crazy is the area we live in. You know, everybody talks about Baltimore City. Yeah. But where we are, when you get out to the edge of the county, man, it's that's where the drugs really flow, man. Mm. Like, even, you know, out here, you know, yeah. I don't, don't want to say where we are. Nah, we nah. We, <laughs> but, 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 we real you know, about it. We in Rosedale. But, but in Rosedale, yeah. you know, there is a, uh, a pill-popping community out here. Yeah. And, uh. You know, somebody got service. <laughs> and, hey, it's happening. Somebody got to supply. Somebody got to demand it. Indeed, and, and it causes a lot of trouble. So, but but I really, I was right. I was talking about aspiration. I ain't want to go off on the tangent. Man. It, it's like I I really I really like J Cole right now. I really like Kendrick right now. Like, but even when the guy you know says you know hopped out the Porsche, you know all that, I I think there's a place for all of it. Yeah, and I'm cool with it. Let's just not let people believe that this is it. Because as funny as they try to say, "Oh, you're weak minded," I'm like, the problem. You feed somebody that forever from when they're three. My son's eight and he wants Jordans. Wow, I got him. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you gotta, you kind of have to do that sometimes, man. I just don't want that to be the main point. Right? You know what I mean? I don't want it to be the main point. I don't want it to be the main focus. I don't want. You know, it sucks. I'm 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 very picky. Like even if I start talking to a female, and you know the, you can just tell by the conversations the thing that's the into. I'm not here to waste my time. I got too much on my plate. So I, as soon as I hear like certain keywords or whatever, like oh you into what are you into really? You know what I mean? That's what I want to know. What are you into really? And you know if if we're clicking, how can I help you get there? But to the most part if you into stuff that i'm not into whatsoever and i'm always gonna kick my game and i kick and i kick you and i tell you exactly what i'm what i'm into and what i'm about and you ain't with it i'm sorry we gotta i gotta cut i gotta part ways i got things to do so you know what i mean if you're not with the flow you you just you're just not flowing at all so you know but i that the culture is doing that and it's doing that on a daily basis i understand it's a machine 
and the machine has to work, has to be well oiled, and has to be bringing in money, has to be making some sort of profit, you know. But I would, I think the the young people are definitely suffering from it. They seeing this, and they don't have too many of these conversations going in and out of their ears, where they can actually see, well, there is another way to do it, or there is another objective, or let me focus on this, let me let me uh, let me focus on my painting, or let me focus on my on my singing, not necessarily rapping. Why everybody got inspired to be a rapper? Why I had to inspire to be a rapper? I mean, I, you know what I mean? Why like, do people want to be famous? Why do people want to be famous? famous. Just, just to, to be, be famous. famous. There are people out there. That's, that's reality. I, I could just imagine, right? Absolutely, I believe it. I don't want to be. I don't want to be famous. Hey, look. If I'm ever famous, that's going to be a byproduct of my fucking hard work and dedication, exactly. and my fucking commitment to my craft. There's no. I'm not going to be famous because I. That was the. That was. Ne- that's never been the end goal since we was in Hand Talk Studios or since I was in SPMG Studios in Brooklyn. It was just never, ever, ever. I was. It, I had a love and I had things in my heart that I had to get out one way or another, and I knew maybe this would have got somewhere or it didn't i still did it because i loved it right you know what i mean like these podcasts can get somewhere but they may maybe they never will i don't care i don't care i care about that i had this conversation with you you know what i mean i care about that we took the time out and sat here and actually talked about these things and got it off our chest and recorded it so other people could listen to it yeah but you know what i mean that byproduct is is not it's not necessarily positive hey young people look if you ever listen to this don't try to be famous focus on the craft focus on something that you're really interested in if you don't have anything that you're interested in look at somebody that you really like that's not on tv doing maybe they are doing music actually it doesn't even matter what they're focusing on look at that person and see what that person has accomplished. Would would actually read their story. Actually listen to some of their interviews. See how they sound. See where their head is at. Try to figure out if there's any way that you fit in that mold somewhere. And maybe, you know, mimic some of their steps that they took to get there with your own flavor. You know what I mean? Because if you don't have if 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 your own goals and your own and your own uh journey don't pop up to you or or you just don't start flowing in some direction, then you have to figure it out some way or another. You can't just be going around here like a zombie with nothing on your mind. You know what I mean? Don't don't let what you see on TV dictate anything anything that's gonna come out of your heart whatsoever, because you're going in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta do something else. You gotta, you gotta pro, you gotta propel something else into the world. Give the world something. Leave the world better than how you found it. You know that's something to live by right there. So I, I mean, the culture is cool. I, I love it. I mean, most likely we're a part of it. We're gonna be a part of it regardless. You know, but we just gotta be the outliers. Right. Which is why, which is why exactly the the uh, conversation has to be had. The discussion has to be made. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's been said to me. I, I've read a lot of books, man. The Bible. You know, the Quran. Uh, the Torah, a lot of them, and and it's all mixing through my head right now. But there yeah. was a, um, I believe a proverb to the effect of this. I'm just paraphrasing it. Um, you know, your gift will bring you before kings. Uh. So uh. find your gift. Um, find a mentor. Yes. Find an audience, and uh, let that gift. Be what brings you to the forefront. You know, respect the gift. Don't abuse it. Um, because so much it of this granted. is yeah, so much of this is not us. You know what I mean? It's through us, but it's not us. Um, whatever you choose to believe in. I, I choose to believe in God. And so I know so much of this is it's really not me, and it's not luck, because luck is just, you know, the combination of being prepared and in the right place at the right time. This is a gift, a thing that I did not ask for, that I was given. Yes. And uh, I think when you treat a gift like a gift, 
uh, people respect that and they, they see the gift in you and that will draw them to you. Um, on the thing of fame real quick, um, I, you know, as a kid, I want to be famous. I thought that was cool. Um, I think now it's more about, um, I used to work for a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. One of their uh, key, key values was to be uh, a recognized market leader. And I feel like that's what I want to be, a recognized market leader. I do want to be known for what I do because I feel like if you do something well, you will be known for it. Um, so in that regard, I want to be known. I think fame, and it's weird because it's starting to kind of happen now. Like I've been kind of talking to some people yes. just locally, just here in the city. I ain't, I ain't nobody, you know. <laughs> but um, we out here though. They, they they know my name. Yeah. So they'll be like, "Oh, you're Kelly Low." Like yeah, but I I don't know how to take it. Like it's like, is that a good thing? <laughs> Wait, you looking for me? <laughs> Are you trying to owe you some money? You know? Um, so you know, and I've been places and I've met you know famous people, so to speak. I met Khaled one time. He was really cool. Yeah, but it was like you know he was on his phone, and you know I didn't want to just like ask the man for a picture, or autograph, or whatever. Like normal people would do. Yeah, and, and, and but I mean, at, at a certain point, yeah, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to get this picture with Khaled. You know, he's he was in Owens okay. Mills. I feel like you came to my hood. You came to see me. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You came to my town. You came to see me. But um, he was a really gracious guy. Like he was, he was really cool. Okay. He, he didn't have any problem doing. It. He was like, yeah, just give me a sec on my phone. And and so I always felt like um, I I would like the recognition being over overly celebritized if that's a word celebritized yeah. is uh is a little much man i couldn't imagine like just walking around and people are just looking at you like it would oh, be like man. after a certain point i mean yeah you know like how oh, i did this thing i did this thing but given how i grew up and what i've been involved in in life i'd have to be like why are you looking at me yeah it would <laughs> definitely feel a little awkward we from the hood like don't stay too long right 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 <laughs> Um, and this brings me back to that. Um, Drake did a documentary, I think, with, uh, after the drop of his first album with MTV. And I remember him being on the bus and him just speaking about the changes that he was going through in his life because of this newfound fame. Like, he just blew up. Like, it seems like Drake blew up overnight. A lot of people don't really like Drake. So this is going to be like, for Baltimore, like, I like it, Drake. yeah, you know, I like Drake too. But there's a lot of people out tomorrow that no way, especially from Baltimore, they don't, they don't really feel Drake out here for some reason. Maybe a good majority do. Who they knows? Mind. They just mad. <laughs> they mad. <laughs> right and i remember that he was just speaking about the changes he went through you know and i mean well deserved right but because he put in the work but at that time i was just like i felt that pain that was coming from him because those words were so true and he was just explaining the the no sleep the city to city the different people all these conversations no breaks in between and all these uh, this crazy thing that frame brought on to him and you know that's crazy all these other artists always have, especially even J. Cole did it. I don't know if Kendrick Lamar did it, but they always have a song where they speak of, you know, maybe it was better being broke. You know, you know, it was better being that way. Although we're not there, so I'm not stopping until I ain't broke no more. So. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> you want to hand some of those ones over Fuck here. Fuck that. I will take them. Right. Nah, man, we, we out here grinding, you know, we trying to make the best of it. And we will make the best of it. Actually, that's it's no holds barred out here. We we're gonna do whatever whatever it is we gotta do with good moral conduct, and um, you know always uplifting the people around us and spreading positivity and spreading love and trying to trying to bring the right people along with us. 
and I think that should always be the goal. Don't I don't it would suck to make it alone. That's a hard thing I'm kind of going through now. And yeah. I, and I think as you grow up though, you go you go through it or at least you should um especially you know if you have a kid. Like I'm 27, but I got Yeah, I'm 28. We right here, bro. I'm right here with you. I got a a eight-year-old. But, like, basically, there are so many people I know are good dudes, good guys. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't be around what you're doing right now. I can't. And it's not that I don't don't fuck with you or that I got brand new on you. Yeah. It's just like, you got to realize that, like, for what I have to do and where I need to be in life... I can't be here. And and what I found is my, my real friends that are some of those guys, yeah. they, they know that. They knew it before I knew it. Uh, they was like, oh, yo, you can't be out here. Like, nah, homie. Nah, you know what I mean? I, I, I catch you somewhere else or something. But um, a lot of people really don't That's realize good. this. You're not supposed Shout to, out to them. Yeah, you're not supposed to have a whole bunch of people with you, man. Yeah. You know, other than, you know, fam and some day ones, the reality is, is that your journey is, is, I think, for you, and it is to help and inspire and do as much as you can with and for other people. But you got to build your house before you can let anybody in. Indeed. I you like know that. What I mean? Right. You got to. And what a lot of people don't realize, especially with this music thing, is, yeah, when you get in, it, you look you look good. Yeah. <laughs> they make you look good. Right. Those videos, and uh, they make you look good. You shining. You know, but you really, if you're not on top of your business, you're really not making a whole hell of a lot. You're getting a start, but people will see you, and they would think, oh, man, Kelly Lowe, yeah, he was a, oh, he getting it now. Uh, and it's like, and if and they think that if you don't have certain things, like, oh, he didn't come out with the Porsche. Oh, he ain't shit. He ain't doing nothing. Not realizing that, you know, you was in an apartment last year. You got a house this year. Uh, so what if you ain't in something flashy? Right. You know what I mean? Or uh, you put your kid in. Superficial, man. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and live in the now. Like, live for right now. Like, it's so much that I used to chalk up to, yo, when I when I get on or when I get this, I'm going to do this. Um, I try to do it now, man. Yeah. Hashtag I, stop waiting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I try to live, like, the best life possible. Like, I, like if I'm... If 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 I if I owe you now, I'm, I'm gonna pay you now. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, you know, I'm not gonna wait to say, man. You know, when I do this, nah, like let's just do as much of it as we can, right? And then, you know, hopefully the, the build will get us to a bigger and better version. So, you know, if we went to Virginia Beach this year, you know yeah. what I mean? Next year we go on to Miami, you know hey, what I mean, or whatever you know. it might be, right? But uh, you gotta build. Like people just really build. don't respect the build. They don't um, respect the process. They but. don't. And that it, it just keeps coming back around. Like, there's so many people now <laughs> that's been reaching out to me. And it's funny because I'm like, it's it's not the feeling that you didn't do anything for me. It's the feeling that you were waiting for me to do something. And now you want me to do something for you, but you can't do, you can't reciprocate. Right, and it's not always about you know reciprocation. Like sometimes, hey, when we're out and we're doing a community outreach or whatever we're doing, um, we we're reaching out to community. But like, especially like just on, in this game, like from a musical standpoint, like like I said, people are starting to see the, the you know they're hearing the single, they're hearing things, and now it's like they want me to do stuff for them for free, and I'm like, uh, you don't know what it took to get here, do you? I kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like dude, for me to even come to your studio, I gotta. 
yeah. spend money to get there. I gotta, you know what I mean? Can we can we work something out? Show or something? some love and support. Versus Damn. the people who just, you know, the people who really looked out for me, it, it's no question. You know what I mean? Right. It comes to, oh, you're really my friend. Like, you're really my friend. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, dude, come through, do the podcast. Like, yeah. all right, fuck it. Yeah, my let's man, do the podcast. Man. You know what I mean? Instant. We're not going to, we're not going to wait, like, uh, talk, <laughs> talk to my manager. And, but, you know, a, a lot of the concept, and, and that's what I don't like about the musical culture of Baltimore City right oh, now, man. is they don't understand. That's a whole other podcast business. too. That's a whole right. other podcast. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, there's there's a business to this thing, and it's like they just kind of want to jump on the next thing that's already popping. I guess that's human nature. But I'm like, all right, but do something for me. You right. know what I mean? Let me let me get a t-shirt or something. Right, right. No, you know what? I agree with that so much, and I think we actually need to set some ground rules. Like, if nobody has done set the ground rules yet, and kind of tell people, look, this is the way things are supposed to work, then somebody needs to do it. And I don't find another better platform than right here because we came up with it. So we need to set oh, some ground oh, people, rules. People will get mad. Uh, they will get mad. No, I've I've had people reach out and they'll hit me like, "Hey, man, I got this beat and and um, you know, mm. I want you to do the hook for it and can you write it?" And so I'm not even going to mention my price because my prices are ridiculously low. Yeah. Okay. Right now, because I I know I'm just coming up, and and it's honestly I'm doing it more for principle than anything else. Okay. It's, it's so I can see if if this person is truly this, worth investing in themselves. Yes. Yes. I, I completely agree with that because it's like you 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 got you pay for not only do you pay for what you no actually in your case you don't pay for what you get. <laughs> Let me take that back. But when somebody spends money, you know that they're serious. Right. And it's like you know for me to sit down and like write this and like put this energy into it like i feel like i was like sooner or later i'd run into that prodigy situation like where he wrote a verse for one guy and ended up doing the same verse on some other guy's thing because he probably uh, thought yo this guy's never gonna do nothing with this right and this guy who knows where the hell he's gonna go and a lot of times they don't so it's like when i when they be like yo yeah we want to do this and we do this i'm like okay well i'm gonna need this yeah and trust me it's not a lot yeah, it's not. and they still don't reach out. And they be like, oh, well, I can't do it. Hey, Baltimore, man, you guys are spending too much money on these uh, oh, phone weed. posits. On weed, <laughs> on these phone posits, on the Ciroc. And the, I don't need... They don't, Henny, Henny ain't that popular out here, is it? Henny is popping. It I is? don't know when, when, it, when it switched over back from white liquor. Okay. When, when I was drinking, I was drinking Henny, and then I went to, to the white liquor. Man, we had a... a like I said, I don't drink. So a lot of times when I go to places now, I still get the VIP. I get the bottle and I let my friends drink. You know yeah. what I mean? Or I pour it out for some females so I can look like I'm that cool guy, right? Yeah. And uh, it was these these uh, these chicks. And I'm like, yeah, you know, well, if y'all want, you know, come on up to the VIP. And they're like, uh, oh, well, um, if you ain't got no Henny, uh, we good. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, first of all, I didn't even say you was going to be drinking anything for free. I said, come on up the way. You know, where the view is a little better. Right, right. You know what, what I mean? But but if so, you know, yeah, I got two bottles of Ciroc over there right now. Right. But yeah, I guess Henny then came back. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a drinker at all, but I don't know. So it's Lately, last two months, for some reason, I have like a cup of week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this might be it for me right here, but I'm good. You know what I mean? It's just... Sometimes it just it just eases things up a little bit. Bro, Had a rough I day have, too. So I have stopped. I'm on week three of not eating meat. Really? Yo, it just kind of came. Yo, I was getting very zapped energy wise this winter. 
Yeah. And uh, part of it was I was doing a lot of traveling. I wasn't working out like I was, and I kind of started eating like BS again. But I I still felt like I shouldn't feel like this. So weirdly enough, it just was kind of like in my soul or something. Some said, "Yo, just stop eating me." I eat fish. Okay. I can't not just. <laughs> not <laughs> I gotta eat some yeah. type of animal. Right. Yeah. Right. I still eat fish, but I don't eat any meat. So like that's been a whole journey. Like um. Hitting all these like organic, uh, oh, go to the farmers market and all these organic food stores. Yeah. So, so dude, I got some tofurkey. Uh, this looks like pepper turkey. Okay, but it's tofu. Okay, so I got sand. This was my sandwich. Like I wasn't eating sandwiches for weeks. I'm like, how am I gonna eat a sandwich? I was going to Subway getting a little veggie sandwich. It wasn't bad. Right. But I was like, man, I want to have something in the house. I don't want to go out every time I want to, you know, eat a sandwich. So I got the tofurkey. The tofurkey's actually good. Okay, now I'm willing to try it, but you now, know what I'm now about. The, so, the pepperoni? Yeah. Nah. No, nah, the pepperoni's not right. Whatever the, that is. And the bacon, I seen it in the movie the other day, look crazy too. So, I mean, I haven't seen it in person, but. Somebody told me this. Uh, a vegan I work with. Yeah. He was like, look, man, for real, he says, you know, and I've been taking a step at a time. Like, I don't really eat much dairy anyway. I still eat cheese. Yo, I like yeah. pizza. I'm not going to stop eating it. But it was like, yo, don't really go for the meat substitutes he's like just eat stuff that that makes sense he's because most of the meat substitutes is just gonna let you down uh, but i can't lie and shout out to land of kush land of kush down on what are you guys on i think utah street south utah street um in, in baltimore city they make rib tips i don't know what it is it's soy something whatever it is <laughs> bro i gotta I was, get that address from you. i was eating it yeah and i kept being like this is not meat right they're like we don't serve any meat. I take like two more uh-huh. bites. This this is meat. Nah. It's not meat. Wow. Yo, it tastes like barbecue rib tips, man. Wow. Man, I had the spinach with the sesame sauce on it. Uh-huh. Man, a black tea and, yeah. and lemon lemonade, man. And what I've noticed is it's starting to hit me now, man. Um, waking up is easier. Mm. Um, you know, like the sleepy feel you kind of get after you yeah. eat something. That lasts three minutes. And like wow. I'm back in it. Uh, you know, the shit don't stink as bad. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's you we know gotta, the abs are starting to come back a little yeah, bit. You yeah. know what I mean? I gotta so, have you back because we gotta this is this is yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 We need to get into that for sure, man. Cause I know you go to GNC. Yo, I got I got the big vegan, the big oh, vegan protein. You got vegan protein, okay. So, so you know how at night we switching gears on yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. We switching gears, <laughs> y'all, I know. But you know how at night um you can drink the casein. Yeah, absolutely. All right, vegan, you don't need that. No. Because it's not like whey. Okay. So you could just drink the same shake you had all day. Buy one less product. Right. Good. Uh, this, do you still get 24 grams per scoop? Yo, you get 20. So I usually double up. So you get like 40. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking like two. I'm taking four of those a day. Woo. You know, we out here. So <laughs> we yeah, Y'all don't the- know. Hey, if y'all, if y'all ain't seen Switch, Switch kind of swole. Hey, we here, man. Look, I just had the hundreds. I just I just took the hunters for a ride the other day. I seen it on Snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, switch out here looking like a looking like a bodyguard or something. You know, <laughs> like a bouncer in the club. You know, man. I don't know. I love I love feeling strong. I love feeling strong and able, man. Like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> I've been on uh actually like like literally everything. I've been uh-huh. trying to realign myself to just be natural. Yeah, and no, that's actually a very good move. I've been juicing. Um, I haven't been juicing lately a lot, but I definitely got into it. I tried it and I love it. Yeah, I just gotta make it. Yeah, I have it really. Stay with it. 
Yeah, indeed, indeed. I've been doing a lot of calisthenics. I just went back in the weight room probably for the first time yesterday, but I've been doing a lot of calisthenics. Hey, whenever, whenever you down, let me know. And oh, yeah, you I'm in close. there with me. Um, I do early mornings. So you know, I'm everybody's welcome. So you're welcome to come. I oh, always right. tell I, in my earlier snaps, I was always telling everybody, "Look, man, this is free. All you gotta do is get up." So come in, train with me. I train tons of people already, and I don't never charge. It's just I want people to live that active lifestyle. I tell you what, then the, then the two or three days off I got a week. Yeah, I'm, you I'm in there with, with me. Okay, I'm, I'm at Gold's. I'm currently at Gold's Gym. If Gold's Gym continue treating me good, then I'm gonna stay there. But you know, when the, when the audience grows, the you know I'm gonna go to different places. So we're gonna gotcha. do a lot of different things. And uh, Gold's Gym, shout out to Gold's Gym. But y'all better keep treating me good. Keep them showers clean, please. Yeah, I, 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 I owe y'all some money. Uh, <laughs> My name is Larry Sanders, not <laughs> Kelly Lowe. <laughs> uh, hey yo, Kelly, man, we're gonna close up, man. But I want yes, you to sir. I want you to give the people some some uh last food for thought. I want you to, you know, hit home with it and let them know something. I, we always wanted this to be a motivational thing. I always wanted people to come out listening to this. I wanted them to come out with something from it. I wanted them to come out with a, some sort of gift, some food for thought, some motivational. Right. You know what I mean? Just drop some on them real quick before we head out. So I think um, kind of sum it up is uh, respect your journey. Respect the ups and downs. Yeah. Love that process. Understand it's it's like a wavelength. You're going to be up. You're going to be down. And you're going to be up again. Indeed. And uh, really, if it's if it's for you, you know, you just got to stick with it. And just be open. Be be willing to learn from everyone and everything around you. Um, put your ego aside and just definitely respect the process. Respect the process. Uh, cherish the chase as much as the trophy. Make sure to stay focused, eat your greens, and lift heavy weights. Hey, yo, this is the Offset Podcast. I want to thank Kelly Lowe for coming through, showing some love and support. Yes, this sir. Always, well, you're always welcome, brother. So whenever you have anything on your mind, something that's about to be released, you want to get something off your chest, always welcome to come through. You know, we get we, we can put it right down and, you know, it's going to share it with the world. Oh, can I give him a couple bars real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, bro. When we get in arguments, I always let you win. You ain't my last piece of sushi and I don't even trip. Stay getting at my cup when I bought you a bottle of your own. Girl, you know it's all because, also because, just because it's you. Baby, <laughs> yo, so that you know, you heard it coming out soon. So that's gonna be on there. That's a song called "Just Because It's You." So uh, the EP is coming out soon. Be on the lookout in DTL yes. for that. Yes, yes. What's gonna be the name of it? Let them know again. It's gonna be Street Pop, the Street Pop EP. Right now, the single is "You Heard Me." You want to reach me on social media? I am Kelly Low. I am K E L L Y E L O on everything. You heard it. You heard it. Hey, thanks, Kelly Lowe. Thanks for you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and press all the buttons you need to press when you get into that website. Uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, make sure y'all stay focused. Tune in next week for another episode. And understand, be somebody to somebody or be nobody to yourself. Woo. Peace. <laughs>